Pride has a bigger community sense to me than it might have used to, whereas I might have past talked more about Pride being me being able to celebrate who I am and starting to be able to value that differences in who I was told I was to who I actually am and will fight hard to make sure that I can be myself, that I can say your idea was of me was your idea. Go away now, please. <laughs> I'd like to be myself <laughs> and not just your idea of something that's comfy and something that's easily digestible. and I'm a bi-plus non-binary queer person living on Bangarang country, working with Lion Wangaratta. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Bangarang lands of the Yorta Yorta Nation, and pay my respects to elders past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. This episode you're about to hear is with Wen, who uses they, them pronouns and grew up in rural New South Wales and now lives in Wangaratta on Bangarang land in northeast Victoria. Wen shares their experiences of living in regional areas and what pride means to them. I grew up in like rural New South Wales. I did what most, I think, particularly queer youth do. As soon as you grow up in a rural town, you move to the city as soon as you can. Um, so I moved to the city as soon as I could. <laughs> but then I've, I've moved around a, a bit and I've lived in Sydney for, I think, six odd years. I've lived in the Northern Territory in like a remote town and then I've lived in Melbourne. And then I guess I was sort of looking at the kind of work I wanted to do and the kind of life I wanted to live. I was like, I'm not really suited to the city. I do want to move back to, but am I really choosing to go back regional when I worked so hard and left as soon as I could? What would it be like to go back? Will I lose myself when I've worked so hard to find a bit more of my sense of self and starting to kind of just feel a bit more comfortable in my own skin and then to go back regional was a bit daunting. So as soon as I did moved to Wangaratta, I started looking for anyone else that might be similar. So I started looking for just LGBTQIA plus sort of spaces. Um, I didn't find anything. <laughs> so I reached out to, I think I reached out to GV Pride um, and they let me know that Al, um, Alison was starting to do some things in Wangaratta. It was really early days and I was like, I want to do things as well. So we got in touch and started to actually, um, um, and L as well at that stage, yes. Uh, and we started to do um, some kind of group social programs together. After a while, we sort of realised it wasn't just social stuff we wanted to do. Actually wanted to see the town start to shift and change, that the more programs we ran, the more we were hearing that people do want social things, but that's not the primary thing that people wanted, which is the same thing that I did. I, I wanted social space, but I more wanted to be able to walk around my home and feel safer and feel more just at ease to be myself at home, which is why I was seeking those spaces, not because I'm 
super social, but because I wanted to be in spaces that allowed me to feel myself. So we've moved more and more into, I think, advocacy spaces, still doing lots of social things, but more into education and, yeah, direct advocacy. Mm. And you've been, you're an art therapist, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And you've (laughs) been running the My Self Portrait series here at Lion Wangaratta. And Lion Wangaratta Mm. stands for? LGBTQIA plus in the northeast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about what's it been like to run this My Self Portrait series? Yeah, it's, it's been so exciting to just be able to be big enough now to run an art program and have people come people know we exist um it's really exciting it I know it I think it's more still in that space of art as therapy rather than stepping into art therapy yet but being able to just have a space that you can actually build up what does safety mean for everyone here how do we kind of agree what we need for this space to be really constructive and to be able to um, explore aspects of identity while we don't really know each other, while we have different people coming on different sessions and um, what that looks like. So we've created our code of conduct, which is like up on the whiteboard in the room and inviting people to read over it and add to it um, every session. And it's it's been pretty incredible. I wasn't really sure who would come, uh, what would it would be like, whether people would want to really freely just go for it and do their own projects and want input from me around like particular about how do I do this or what does this medium do um but instead they've actually really wanted to learn like how do you draw a face so we've had some sessions of everyone doing the same thing together and lots of laughter and lots of getting to know each other which given that we're a regional town that we have we have quite a lot of um particularly trans and gender diverse people here who haven't had other spaces I think are more aware of line than we realised that they were. So we've had people that we didn't know attending the program and being able to sit in a space where we're talking about identity, where we're talking about these are my pronouns and who are you and what name would you like me to use today and um, how long have you been using those pronouns? Oh, that's great. This is my experience and um, I'm so excited for you and being able to just share some of those stories. We've had really beautiful feedback from people saying, I haven't had a space like this before or I haven't had a space to, to try different names and to hear a group of people call me the name that I've asked. So there's been some really amazing feedback just on, which I didn't expect. I thought I'd have some very familiar faces. I thought we'd have very, potentially very independent activities. But instead, we've really done some lovely group um, kind of activities together. And we've had that feedback of people who we didn't know were here, that this was a event that appealed to them different to some of the other things that we've done. Um, so they did come uh, and have been able to, yeah, share who they are with us in a way that they haven't been able to in other spaces in town. I think a lot of our our regional, particularly trans and gender diverse folk, we tend to go down to Melbourne. It's our Melbourne friends that we get to explore um, who we are and find safe ways to navigate those conversations and practice to, you know, how do I say this and how do I carve out a space to be me back home? But it's all practiced out of and away from home. So being able to have a space that's at home that we can actually say, actually, do you mind calling me this? Of course I don't mind. 
I will practice that. If I say the wrong one, you, you let me know. <laughs> How does it feel now to, like you're saying before, you've, you're a bit skeptical about coming back into the region, yeah. you know, being regional. How does it feel to be able to be perfectly queer, as your t-shirt <laughs> says? Do you feel that you've, you, you're able to be perfectly queer here in Wangaratta? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a long-winded question, but probably not really. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, I think. It's a really interesting. I think yes and no. Um, in that, I, I guess possibly the social spaces that I am in. I, I have lots of obviously like friends through Line, and all of the people who've attended our programs that kind of boost that, that sense of community, that sense of actually, I know if I wear a shirt like this, I might get some people looking at me or being kind of, just that sense of being cross, <laughs> um, that you're there. And that you're not doing human correctly, um, but then going back into those spaces and going, no, it's that is why it's so important that I keep on just being myself and enjoying wearing whatever I want to wear in my bright colours and with things that clearly say <laughs> or are possibly particularly queer coded, knowing that that will be picked up on pretty quickly. But that's also why it is important because. Having run quite a few things with Line now and having things like um, our youth our youth forum, having our community forum, um, having different social events and just seeing people come and saying... In fact, markets has been one of my favourite things to do where I've got really incredible feedback just around I, you know, um, having teenagers come back over the weekend to, you know, maybe 18 or 19 have done the typical thing, left as soon as they could, gone to Melbourne, come back for the weekend and seen us at a market and been like, I never expected to see a rainbow stall at a Wangaratta market or a Benella market or a wherever we happened to be. I didn't expect to see a rainbow stall near the Ben Mansfield Library. And and that that kind of feedback and just the look on their faces has been really incredible. So... Very, very long-winded to sway. So kind of like, yeah, yes and no. I think I now I feel like I've got enough of a community that care about me. I work at a place where I feel like I am able to be myself and to be celebrated for who I am, where I work incredibly hard and I follow, I think, my values um, in everything that I do and how I speak, that I have a community that know me well enough to know that if this is what I'm doing, then that should be enough and that that is okay. So for me, going into town, knowing that I might be glared out here and there, knowing that I might get inappropriate comments here and there, but I'll then go back to work and have my colleagues who will tell me that I'm lovely and that I'm a wonderful to work with and I'll come back to line who will just think I'm just, them as well <laughs> um, with all of those things in common and all those differences that are seen and celebrated I think it's those spaces that matter so much in a town where you still can't always be just not dissimilar to cities I guess there's more community here than there used to be 
and the more community there is, the easier it is to to put up with those sort of comments and not be silenced by them anymore. Yeah, just as you were describing that, I was just imagining, like, times when, you know, you were saying, you know, you might be stared at or you might be yeah. have inappropriate comments, but the fact that you've got some safe spaces yeah. and safe people and supportive people who love you no matter what, mm. how important that is. You know, coming from Ballarat and Bendigo and Castlemaine and seeing everything so kind of established there, but to mm. come here and to actually see you mm. and Alison paving the way where people will actually go, oh, I'm going to go to live in Wangaratta now because I could feel safe, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I won't feel erased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. what does pride mean to you? Oh, uh, for me, pride's particularly since working um, so much with Line has a bigger community sense to me than it might have used to. Whereas I might have past talked more about pride being me being able to celebrate who I am and starting to be able to value that differences in who I was told I was to who I actually am and will fight hard to make sure that I can be myself, that I can say your idea was of me was your idea go away now please (laughs) I'd like to be myself (laughs) and not just your idea of something that's comfy and something that's easily digestible and I I didn't that fits all of those kind of ideas of what a social norm is when you go but that's not that's not easily digestible for everybody it's just the loudest voices in the room something that's comfortable and safe from a lot of people is someone who's just been able to be different and be authentic but not usually the loudest voices in the room what is your superpower i actually gosh i actually work at the center against violence um and i'm a psychotherapist so i do a lot of work with with people who are victim survivors of horrific things but i also work with perpetrators um, who've done horrific things and i think my ability to do both of those might be my optimism and that might be my superpower that somehow being very aware of how people can treat each other and how people can choose to see each other I still am able to kind of find the hope that but they can back people are amazing the things we're able to do and the things we're able to build the things we're able to change we're not stuck even when these horrible things continue happening, we're still not stuck. That I said time is on the side of change, <laughs> even though it seems like it's taking forever for the changes we need to see actually happen. They do happen over time. Um, and bit by bit, we keep seeing things getting better. So I think that's, that's my superpower. Thank you so much for coming here into the studio. This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fair of Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout this series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pridefinder, the Rainbow Road Trip, was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. 
Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist, and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy, and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer Helen and the Pride Finder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest, and reflect the language, thoughts, history, and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian state government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes. 